Hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to the Elevate Your Soul podcast. Today's podcast episode, I am being interviewed by Shamet Horsfield on freedoms of expression without labels, without barriers or rules. We touch on my perspective of feminine and masculine energies, gender, relationships, my perspective on our inner goddess, both male and female, sexuality, childhood, friendship, and so many more juicy topics. So this podcast is good for anyone who wants to get to know me a bit better because in this interview, Shamit asked me some pretty interesting questions and what my perspectives are on that. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you've been enjoying it, if you haven't yet already, please write me a little review with a five-star rating. It would mean a lot to me. It just really helps get this podcast and this information out there. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoy this episode. I'm so, so excited to have Arel Hug with me today. She's a mover and a shaker. She just like stirs up the cauldron and gets things moving and shaking. And I love that. It's so needed and it's so important, especially right now. So I'm so appreciative of the work that she's doing. She is an intuitive empath, a light worker. She's a yogi. Um, And she does an amazing podcast called Elevate Your Soul, which you should totally check it out. She (laughs) interviews some amazing people that are doing amazing things on the planet. Mm. And she's also a fairy mermaid. And I love that so much because I love fairy mermaids. So welcome. Welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much. What a great intro. I love it. I'm so happy to finally meet you as well. Ah, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah, I love like your hair and the way that you express yourself. Like for me, that's the goddess and the femininity of just being like a living, moving piece of art which is you like you're always just so beautiful and then your little white puppy as well because I have a little white dog and I'm just like right now (laughs) yeah 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 so cool (laughs) love the work I love your work so um my first question for you is what what does the goddess mean to you the goddess means to me uh I, I actually have, in my mind, I, I don't like separating the masculine and the feminine so much. Like to me, I just kind of see blurred lines when I see gender. So the goddess to me, to me, that just means like a human that's really embodied their dosha, like their purpose, their gifts here on planet. They know why they're here. They know how they can contribute, how they can add value to people's lives and just contribute to other people or the planet, whether that's the environment or animals or whatever the case may be. And just really embodying that and having a good relationship with themselves as well. Definitely. That's a huge one. Like self-love, they love spending time with themselves. They have a good relationship with themselves and they just, yeah, they just embody who they are. And they're just so, 
they move with authenticity because they're comfortable in their own skin and they know that they're going to do anything that's unauthentic. They're going to not be in alignment anymore. So to stay on their path and in alignment, they need to be confident and be authentic. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. I love that you don't see it being gender-based and that it's more of an alignment. I really, really love that. So my next yeah. question was, um, you know, how do you feel about the redemption of the feminine spirit and the feminine wound? Mm-hmm. Uh, that one's a hard one for me to comment on, to be honest. Um, redemption as in what sense if you, if you speak specifically what you mean about that. Yeah, again, you know, I know because um, because you don't see it as a gender, like you have a different perception. I knew that you might find some of these questions a little bit challenging, but I think that's also kind of the, the adventure and the beauty and the magic of it as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just, you know, whatever comes up for you, like, okay, so redemption as in, you know, um, many women are very angry for being burned at the stake, for being a witch not that long ago, you know, and the oppression of women and the inequality of, you know, getting jobs and being in the workplace. And like, we we only started voting, what, maybe a hundred years ago. So, you know, all of that is the redemption and the reclamation um, yeah. A lot of feminine, you know, the feminist movement started as in reclaiming and redeeming. Yes. Yeah. Or equality, I think, too, right? Like, it's just being like, oh, hey, like, why just because someone has a vagina and not a Venus, they can't vote or they can't work and all these things. Um, but I am someone I'm like, so focused on the present that I knew about these things in the past, but I try not to... Um, like what I do right now in my everyday life or, or my Dharma, what I, what I do when I feel like when I'm in alignment, I don't reflect back on my ancestors and women a hundred or 200 years ago when they were oppressed. I'm very like focused on what, what are my qualities now and what can I use to my benefit as well? Because women have a lot of benefits in society now that men also don't. Um, for example, we have a body that both sexes really admire around the world and we can use that. Like we're able to, with, with internet now, like women are creating their own business and careers on YouTube channels with like beautiful yoga videos on the beach or, and things like that. And like women have an advantage in that way that men don't really. So I like focusing on Yes, I am a female and I may be, it may be more challenging for me to do certain things that would be easier for a man, but then what are the positives for being a woman and what can I embrace in my femininity or, or my sex or my gender or just, just who I am and what makes me feel good. I really like focusing on that, but on the term of, if I step outside of myself and just look at it holistically, I don't feel like I know too much to speak on that. That's why I was a little bit like, oh, about answering the question. But I do feel like on the on the pendulum, there's like a pendulum swing. And for any anything really to meet the, the middle and find the right balance in life, we tend to, humanity tends to go 
completely in the opposite direction. So I think in this feminine movement, we're getting like a lot of women who are like, oh my God, men are disgusting. Like I hate men and they, they abuse women and they don't understand us. And, you know, um, and, and they kind of use a lot of, they kind of use it as an excuse why everything is going wrong in their life. Cause they're so fixated on the fact that women are oppressed, women are oppressed, women are oppressed. So I think we're going like almost too far on the other side where women are trying to like be a single mom, raise three kids and have two jobs at the same time. And I don't feel like it's a lifestyle that, that anyone, even a man would want to strive for, because I don't think it's really healthy. And I believe in like a tribe community and, and families and things like that, whether it's like filled with women or men, it doesn't matter to me, but that like support and more of like an interdependent community rather than this, like the, the Western world is so stuck on independency. Like I'm going to do this all by myself. Like, you know, I'm going to buy the house and raise the kids and get the jobs. And I'm all by myself as a single woman. And I think that we're almost heading in that direction a little bit before we find like equilibrium somewhere in the middle. Um, but that's just the process of life, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah I love that so much I love being in the present in the present moment I think that's so important yeah. and I think you're right I think that you know with the feminism we ended up in some ways being like like a man like carrying the yeah, same energy like too far in that in the opposite direction that we were <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. I love your perception. Yeah. Yeah. That's so helpful. And yeah. And so do you, how do you feel about the, um, you know, the, the balancing of the divine feminine and the divine masculine? Um, like what are your feelings about that? Cause there's a lot of talk, a lot of talk about that of the divine masculine and feminine in each and every one of us. Yeah. Yeah, that's a interesting topic that you're asking me on because I, um, on my podcast, when I interview people, I actually specifically ask them not to use the term masculine and feminine. They're allowed explaining what they want, but I ask them that when they say masculine, they have to use the adjective that they're thinking of when they're speaking, when they're saying the word masculine and when they're saying feminine, they have to use the actual word and description of what they're meaning in that sentence with feminine because there's such a bigger community now than there ever was of people who are non-binary or transgender and they don't really know where they fit in or they feel ostracized. And I feel like this whole chat in the spiritual community right now, which has been really fixated in the last few years about masculine and feminine, I feel like that just confuses them any even more. And I think if we as a society, weren't so obsessed with labeling and putting things in boxes and lists, then there wouldn't be as many children in, in our, in the younger generation right now being so confused about like, oh, maybe I was born, quote unquote, born in the wrong body. Um, like a question like that, you could only ask yourself if you're perceiving that because you have a specific body part, you have to act and behave a certain way. So I want to support those people who feel ostracized and like an outcast to society. And I want to make them feel like a, a, like a part of the community again by not using those terms because 
And even though I've explained this to some people, they say, oh, well, feminine also has masculine and masculine also has, or, or men also have feminine. It's kind of like no woman has ever been like, oh, I'm so masculine and I love it. And I just want to be more masculine. And no man is ever like, oh, I just, I'm acting so feminine today. And people are saying I'm really feminine. And I took it as such a compliment. Like, you know, there is this subconscious, like men need to be masculine. Women need to be feminine. And that's the only thing where I, I don't like discussing too much of it on. It might flow with some people. It might make a lot of sense to some people, but I know it might confuse a lot of people and not be very supportive for certain people, um, especially in the queer community. So I just want to kind of like, like it doesn't, like you can still teach things without using those terms and just using the adjectives. So when you say about the masculine and the feminine, I think it's also different for everybody, obviously. And I just, I want to put the list of masculine and feminine. I just want to merge them together and just say, this is people, this is human behavior and what feels authentic to you and what feels in alignment to you. And that goes back to embodying the goddess or embodying the human, embodying the soul that you were born in. And all of that means to me is just like embodying what feels natural to you. And that may end up on someone's list as masculine or someone's list as feminine, but who says we have to separate it in these, in these lists. So, so to me, it's kind of like, um, I don't know, to me, it just, I, I, it almost makes it more confusing with the masculine and feminine too. To me, it's almost more simple and simplifying to just be like, Oh, what feels authentic to me? Do I feel like taking a bath in essential oils or chopping wood? And it doesn't matter what gender you are, just do whatever you feel like in the moment. And I just try not to get too caught up on whether that's masculine or feminine. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Wow. Wow. So it's almost as if you're creating a new, um, like a new way of being. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That just includes everybody, right? Yeah, everybody. It's inclusive yeah. instead of yeah. this kind of black and white, you're this or you're that. I love yeah. that so much. Yeah. That's so, that's so the way of the future, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you 100%. I think, you know, because I'm 46 years old, I think for me, I do get a little bit. So like, young. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It, I get a little bit, it's like I'm almost kind of, you know, stuck in my old terminology or my old paradigm, but I totally see into your paradigm as that's where we're going. But I yeah. think as, um, me representing the older generations, it might be a little bit challenging as well to, you know, to totally move forward with that at the same time. And, but I totally, totally 100% agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. I have interesting perspectives on the whole gender thing. I'm just like, I, um, and I don't really, I haven't really adopted them from somewhere. I just like my whole life. I kind of, um, or I guess the older I get when I like hear labels, I'm just kind of like, Oh, like they can, they can be helpful. They really can. But, um, I tried to, yeah, I tried to avoid them. Yeah. 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 You're reminding me of a time, uh, in my early twenties, I met this amazing, I was doing a 
performance piece called Journey Through the Chakras, and it was all performance-based, and so we had dancers and performers, and I was right in the middle of it. It was very exciting times in my early 20s to do my first kind of show, and um, and it was very spiritual, you know, um, spiritual theater, uh, yeah. and um, this woman came, and she came up to me, and she says, oh, I loved that. I loved that, but she wasn't just a woman she was a woman and a man so she was yeah. um, i'm not sure how to pronounce it hermaphrodite so yeah. this was in portland oregon and so everyone's very expressive in portland so yeah. she had long hair on one side and she was very feminine and then she had the other side all cut really short and she had a mustache on the other side so she you know was both wow. and she i know it, she was a she he she amazing like yeah. we sat and hung out for a few hours and she was one of the most amazing people I've ever met in my life because she was so balanced and mm. even though she was a she and a he I keep saying she because she was so peaceful and so calm and so she had a oneness about her, like a yogi, you know, just completely centered. Ah, mm -hmm. I, I loved her. And I thought, wow, I mean, that is to me and like my own spiritual practice, like where we're going is finding that that center point, that balance, you balance. know? Yeah. But with her, you know, I mean, this is a good 20 over 20 years ago now. But she was really representing that on the external and good on her. I mean, long hair to here on this side and then with the, you know, I thought, wow, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So cool. That reminds me when I was, uh, I think I was 20 years old. I had really long hair like now and I cut half of it short as well. I didn't have a mustache, but I cut half of my head with short hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's fun just like expressing yourself and um yeah it's it's interesting too how how in, in your head when you met this person you're like I don't know if I call it a he or a she and there's a community there are some people who are sensitive if you call them she but they want to be seen as a he or a he but they want to be seen as a she and once again they get offended by that because society is so he is like this and she is like this. So that's why they're like, Oh no, 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 no. I don't identify as she, because everyone says she's are like this. So I identify as a he. And it only stems from society being like, girls are like this, boys are like this. Do you, do you understand that? Yeah, I totally understand that. I mean, when I was a little girl, I wanted a blue room. I didn't want a pink room. I actually didn't like pink. I didn't yeah. like pink until I turned 40. Now I love pink, but <laughs> <Same. you know? laughs> It's yeah. like so random, but yeah, it, it's society telling us what we're supposed to like, what we're supposed to be like. But can you help us? Um, what are we supposed to say? Like, what could we, what terminology can we use instead of the he, she, feminine, masculine? Do you have any ideas yeah. about that? I wouldn't get too caught up on it, to be honest. And like, in my head, the only thing that different, because, okay, for example, like my dog, <laughs> like he it's a boy and I say he because I can't like in my brain it would just be too confusing to be like he and she different every day but 
the only reason why I call him he is because he has testicles and a penis, right? And then so in my head, I'm like, the main difference is the she's can give birth and not even all she's can, but she's like the main difference is they have, they have a vagina and they can give birth and the he's have the penis. Like the, like the body part is like the main thing, but everything else, I don't get too caught up in he's and she's. And like my dog, I, (laughs) I dress him in clothes. And when I got him, I got like beautiful pink silk dresses with pearls on them. And then I got like the black tuxedo and the red plaid shirt. And then like the beautiful pink and purple, like other dresses. And like, I'm like, he's just like fully immersed and just like wearing whatever makes whatever, whatever makes him, um, I think <laughs> that he looks cute in. And it's just funny hearing people's reactions. Um, like if he is dressed in a dress or whatever, or his tails like dyed a little pink because he has like a really fluffy tail anyway. Right. Like if you're, if you're going to wear a dress, it doesn't mean that you're gay all of a sudden, or you, you might all of a sudden not like women anymore or, you know, so it's just like, why are we so afraid to explore life and what earth has to offer on this planet? Like, why are we so afraid to just experience all the awesome juiciness that we can do on this planet? Yeah, I love, I love how free you are. Yeah. 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 So that, that, you know, opens up my next question is, um, you know, what is the awakening mean to you? The awakening. Um, So once again, I kind of like, I live in my own bubble. (laughs) Just like the awakening was, I haven't heard. (laughs) Um, But uh there has been a lot of talk in 2020 about um yeah like this this shift happening this energetic shift happening on earth and there is someone beautiful i follow teal teal swan and she was saying how in 2015 we had a decision like humanity was faced with a decision to to make this shift and if we wanted it like the hard way where like like there would be a, just a total collapse and we'd have to rebuild and create something new. Or if it was like the easy way where we'd like blend into this new society and norm in like a beautiful, joyous kind of way and humanity as a whole chose the the rough way. <laughs> so, um, and that was decided in 2015. So like from then, like this whole um, time coming till 2020 was kind of like the start of this, the shift and like this chaos of like things collapsing so that we could rebuild. But that didn't come from my own channeling. As I said, that came from Teal Swan, but I haven't like, I haven't paid too much attention in it because I got like swept in that hole in the beginning of 2020 when all of this got turned upside down, the world went on house arrest. I was like, okay, what? Um, and I got like swept into like all these different theories and stuff. And and now I'm kind of, it's like more the end of the year. And now I'm kind of just like, I don't know, focusing more on me, but like having this awareness that there are, there are greater forces out there in terms of uh, greater energies and dimensions that we're not aware of, such as spirits. And some people like to call it God or the universe law of attraction, but there are also, humans on earth that have, uh, in some ways more power, I guess you could say than we do as well. And, um, just to be aware of, of that (laughs) and, um, 
yeah, like kind of just learning where to, yeah, fit in amongst all, all of the things and all of the dimensions and all of the different frequencies on this planet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There certainly is a lot of energy and a lot of different, um, different energies playing like a dance. Uh, And I, you know, my feeling is that's why it's so important to be developing our intuition and our psychic abilities, right? So we can be really discerning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's like, basically, uh, like the whole point of my podcast is to help people find happiness. And with that, in order to find happiness, you need to be authentic, you need to love yourself, you need to know your worth. And from all of that, you naturally just become intuitive and spending time in nature and things like that. Um, uh, Yeah, you naturally become more intuitive. And then from there, yeah, you do get these like psychic downloads. Have you heard of the Claire senses? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I don't know if I can remember them now at the top of my head, but I do have a podcast on it. Um, So it's like our psychic abilities, we can download them through our different senses. So there's claircognizance, which is like a knowing where you just like, and that's the one that's like the hardest to explain because you just like know things like information will literally just be downloaded in in your brain. And you're like, oh, I kind of just know this or the answer to this or something's going to happen. And then there's like, all the different clairs and there's one for your nose where like people can smell something and then they gain like psychic visions or something on something either in the past or the present, the future through their nose or through their taste or through their ears or through their feeling as well. And then there's Claire, one more Claire empathy, which is close to the feeling one, but it's feeling it as an emotion rather than like a sensation on the skin. And my two strongest are hearing and empathy. So Claire empathy, which is like the just feeling like an intense emotion and then knowing things through just these random emotions that I just start feeling in my body. So they're super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And that can be your guide, you know? Um, Yeah. I I actually teach people to listen to that, uh, to their intuition. I think it's really important and people hear it, feel it, see it, smell it all in a different way. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's really, really important, especially at at these times. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So tell, tell me a bit more about your podcast as well. Yeah. So I started a podcast. Wow. It was like just over two years ago now. And I, I created a podcast because years before that, um, I had a rough, <laughs> uh, young adult slash teenage time. Um, and I only started doing like personal development when I was maybe 20, 21, maybe 21. And then I, I read books and I listened to like the CDs, um, of Jim Rohn and things like that. Stephen Covey and things like that, just like more like kind of business ones. And then I started going into like the relationship ones and the mindset ones. And then eventually podcasts came out and I got a smartphone. I like the age 23, I got my first smartphone. And then I just like listened to podcasts all the time because I was in a confusing, dark place. Um, And I was open to learning and I just listened to podcasts 
all day long, <laughs> like all day. And I was like, if I listen to this enough, the information is going to sink in. I'm going to start applying it and my life is going to get better. And if it doesn't, then I'll deal with my life then and whatever I want to decide then with my life. But for now, like things have got to change. I don't like my life. <laughs> and, um, podcasts really helped me. Like I never had a coach. I never had a counselor. I never had a support buddy. I was never close to my family. Like it was fully me and podcasts. And I was like, we got this. And, uh, I listened to them just all the time. And then I, my best friend at the time, he was just like, um, I kept sending him podcasts because we actually dated for a while and I kept sending him podcasts being like, Hey, like, I want you to evolve with me because I've evolved a lot, a lot in the last few years and I'm going to keep growing. And if you don't grow with me, this relationship won't last. <laughs> so I'd send him all these podcasts and, um, eventually it was just like, you have so many great perspectives and things to say, and you know, all this information anyway, why don't you just start your own podcast? <laughs> and I was like, Whoa. Um, and he planted the seed and then like, a year later, I, um, started a podcast. So it took a while to like build the confidence. I didn't do it the next day, but eventually, um, yeah, I like built the confidence and I started it and I was like, you know what, this is me contributing back because I've gained so much information. I've literally done a 180 in terms of my happiness. Like I was not happy. I was like, I was ready for death. I looked death in the eye and I was like, yeah, might be you and me tomorrow. Like I'm not happy here. And now to being like, frig, this planet's so beautiful. Life is amazing. I love humanity. Like I didn't like people when I was at the time either. I was like, people are sick. People are disgusting. I don't like them. I don't want anything to do with them. And now I'm like, people are amazing. <laughs> I love humans. <laughs> so I did, I did, I learned a lot and I kind of just want to like tell people what I've learned and then kind of like putting my own perspectives to all the things that I learned as well and what worked for me. So that's kind of what the whole podcast is about. Like I'm on episode 103 now. So it's continuing. Like I launch a new episode every single week and it's all just fun and juicy topics about anything and everything to do with personal development and self-discovery and your spiritual journey. Wow. I love your story. I love that so much. And congratulations <laughs> on all your success. Like you, you. I, I can feel that you're meant to be doing this work and it's so powerful to put yourself out there the way that you do. And you're yeah. such an inspiration. I just love the um, like the ray of sunshine, like rainbow sunshine and the yeah. breath of fresh air and this like freedom to just be like express yeah. and be who you are. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's nice. Cause, um, a lot of people like assume when they see me now, they're like, Oh, she must have an easy life and her parents pay for everything <laughs> or like, you know, I'm just kind of like been gifted, but, um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of hard work, but it's, it's so inspiring. Like I, I know what it's like when I was so stuck seeing people who live a happy life. And I just like held on to that. Cause some people will see people like me or just people who are like always have a smile on their face and they literally they'll tell themselves like it's fake, you know, like, Oh, it's toxic positivity. Like, Oh, they're just doing it for the social media. They'll tell themselves these things. And it's like, if that's what you believe, that's going to be your reality. You're never going to have a fun time, buddy. Like, you know, you're not giving yourself a fair chance. But when I, when I was stuck, I, I would never, I'm not a really jealous person. So I wouldn't look at those people and be like, 
oh, F those people. Like, you know, they got everything handed to them. And I, you know, and I wish they weren't as happy. I was like, oh my gosh, what if I could be like that? Like, what if I could incorporate what this person has financially and what this person has physically and what this person has in their relationship and what this person has in whatever other area. And I just like, I just got inspired. And I said, if they can do it, then maybe I can. So I might as well give myself a chance to try. And yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it, it reminds me of, you know, a duck, you know, how the duck sits on the water and it looks like it's just gliding, but actually underneath feet are going really fast. And that's what the people don't sometimes realize. They see us and they think, oh, she's so this. But actually, it is a lot of work. I know it's a lot of work. So, yeah. So good on that. Yeah, I felt that just the other day, too. It's kind of like, um, I, I don't like complaining either. And that's the thing. So, like, so I say, like, oh, my life is really great right now because I've done the work. But it's like, no, I'm doing the work also every day. <laughs> and I'm still evolving. Like, I'm I'm nowhere near where, you know, I, well, I'm happy with where I am now. But, um, you know, I still want to grow and evolve and, and learn new things. Um, but there are some people who just, like, they get stuck in the pattern of complaining and the victim mentality. Like, oh, my health is like this. And that's why my life is hard. I'm like, cool. Am I the reason your health is bad or is your mom the reason your health is bad or, or your cousin or your neighbor, or or are you the one contributing to your health? And people hate that because they, they don't like responsibility, (laughs) but then at the same time, it's like, how powerful is that? It's like, cool. If you got your mindset and your health to where it is today, that means that you can get your health and mindset to where you want it to be tomorrow or the next week or the next year, you know, whenever you can change that around yourself. And, um, yeah. And then people think like, oh, because I, you know, it's like, oh, I did some work. I listened to podcasts for four years when I was younger. So life's easy. It made it a hell of a lot easier, but definitely there's always challenges, but no, to be honest, (laughs) life is way better now (laughs) to be honest, do the personal development work. Like your life will get way better. You'll still have challenges and bad days, but just, it's so worth it. Yeah, you know, you're really touching upon something that is uh, another, another woman that I interviewed, she talked about how the importance of teachers, and the importance of listening, and learning from other people and and how, you know, we've become so independent that we say we don't need anyone. And even in the even in the spiritual teaching, it's like everything is within you, right? Yep. You don't need anyone else yep. because everything's within you. But actually, you know, with you saying that you listen to all these podcasts, that's yep. you tapping into and listening to all these other people and their wisdom. And I really love, I've been thinking about what she said. She's She's older than me as well. You know, she's yeah. my elder and she said, this is the trouble with the young people today is they don't listen to their elders. They don't respect their elders. They're so much rebelling and being independent that they're not, you know, listening. And I love that you listen to all these podcasts because that is you, you know, taking on what the community 
hive mind has to bring, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely this huge, the, uh, a reason why the, the youth is rebelling against their elders is I think I do believe in that energetic shift on the planet for humanity. So they are kind of like, meh, your old paradigm. <laughs> we don't really understand you. We're going to create our own thing. And then the elders are like, if you don't listen to us and our paradigm, <laughs> then you're not going to succeed. And we're like, no, we're going to do this ourselves. We got this. <laughs> but, um, it, it is like, to me, age just doesn't mean anything to be honest. Like, um, like I'll listen to podcasts. I was listening to podcasts from someone who was like 22 years old and then listening to someone who was like, like in their sixties doing podcasts and they had just as valuable information. So it depends on, as you said as well, at the beginning of this, you were like, see what you can channel. And that goes back to how intuitive are you? Um, have you developed your psychic abilities, things like that? Because once you can tap into your intuition and like the other realm of consciousness, then you can kind of find these answers without having to go through the trouble of doing everything yourself. Yourself, Like I heard recently as well that the one of the energetic shifts, like with the older paradigm, like the older generation, their lifestyle was a lot about learning through experience. So going through the pain in their childhood, like experiencing bad health or accidents or trauma, and then learning and being able to evolve through that. And supposedly like this new generation that's coming and that's here, their experience, they're choosing to learn from inner knowing, uh, intuition and, and from elders and from other people in their community as well, and less about having to go through the trauma and experience themselves as well, which gives me so much hope because like when I have kids, I'm like, (laughs) I'll, I'll, I'll let them do what they need to do in life to learn what they need to learn. But I do sure hope they don't have too much trauma in their childhood. (laughs) So, you know, back to what we were saying before, I mean, I love, I love that, um, you know, the youth is rebelling against the, you know, the older generation for good reason too. Or the older paradigm more so. The old paradigm. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. This is, this is through what I've been hearing of a couple other psychics. So like, I don't, as, as I said, like, I don't dive in too much history kind of bores me a little bit. (laughs) I'm one of those people. So like, I don't dive too much in I, I guess what they mean from what I've, from what I've heard. So this isn't my, my own intuition or channeling, but from what I've heard in the old paradigm, it's just like work hard and, and it's almost, it's almost like a struggle. Like it's, it's the whole rat race thing, right? Like people starting work from nine to five, they're all driving into the office. They're all driving into the same city at the same time. Then there's Russia and then they all drive home. And by the time they get home, they're exhausted. And then they watch TV and then they watch advertisements and then they go to bed and then they wake up and do it all again. Like that kind of paradigm. I think that, I guess like lifestyle and mindset around work and business and money, like more so that area is changing potentially relationships as well. That would be really cool. And potentially some spirituality in there as well. Like how much bigger yoga and meditation has got gotten over the last 10 years. Like it's massive now. Everybody knows about it. So I think it's more, they're talking more along the lines of that. So it's a positive thing. <laughs> oh, that's good. Isn't it? Yeah. Well, we hope humanity is evolving, right? <laughs> and not going backwards. <laughs> yeah. 
And I think, you know, this is one of the things she was speaking about is that, you know, just, just a couple thing pieces is that sometimes it is good to listen to our elders so we don't make the same mistakes that they made, right? And having yeah. that kind of respect, um, it, I feel, I, I do feel is really important. And it yeah. doesn't mean that we have to do what they say, but exactly. just listening, you know, just the listening. I think yeah. it's really beneficial. And I'm I'm also speaking from experience of yeah. being very independent and not feeling like I need teachers and not feeling like I need anyone else. And just recently, you know, in the last five years, I've actually started to listen, you know, so I've got Anadea and I've been listening to Lion Goodman. And then now I'm, I'm studying with Joanna Lindenbaum and, you know, these different teachers that are coming in that do have more experience. I've learned yeah. so much and I love, I love your story about listening to all these podcasts because that is, you know, becoming part of that collective consciousness and learning from others, I think is so important. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I, I, I think with the, with the elder thing, um, as I said, like age to me, it's, it's well, age and gender to me. I just, <laughs> I don't know. My eyes don't really capture it, but I, I think it depends more on the person. So you can find someone who's an elder and they'll drive you crazy. And you're just like, Oh my God, they're grumpy all the time. I don't want to hear anything they have to say, but you can find like, I have an older friend, he's in his sixties and I've been friends with him for a while now. And I just love, and I, I, I'm inspired by him. And that's why I love like sitting down with him and being like, so tell me about, you know, how you got to where you are today, how your childhood was, what, and just like interesting questions about like his perspectives on life and relationships and family and things like that. Like I get, think if you find anyone who you resonate with or who you're inspired by, it doesn't matter if they're younger than you at the same age or older, it's important to learn to listen to those people and not always listen to the people who aren't where you want to be. Cause some people do that too. They'll take advice from people who aren't even where that person wants to be in life. And then it's possibly the wrong advice for that person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's so true. I have met, like I said, 12 year olds that have so much wisdom, old souls. And then I've met some older people that it's like, I can't even stand to be around for five minutes, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Love that. I love that so much. So I am really interested in hearing what you would have to say to humanity, you know, especially right now with coronavirus, pandemic, you know, everything that's been going on politically, there's just been so much, you know, all the conspiracy theories, like I've yeah. noticed a lot of people are going into fear and, yeah. you know, closing themselves off and going mm -hmm. into these states and this is, you know, the whole reason why I'm doing this summit is to help people be more free. And you're a very free person. So what is your, what are your secrets? What is your advice to humanity and everyone that's listening right now on how to be free and how to thrive and, you know, and transform that fear into freedom? Yeah, I love that question. That's a really good question. 
what humanity needs to hear right now. Um, as you were saying before, it's like tuning into your intuition. And to start that, I would say develop a really good relationship with yourself. So it's not the time to be looking for a relationship if you're not feeling centered right now. It's not the time to be coming from a place of fear and all like, like that scattered mind where you're like, Oh my God, I need, I need a new job. I need, I need a new partner. I, I need a new place. Da, 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 da. Like slow down because only in moments of stillness and slowing down, we can actually hear our intuition. It's really hard to tap into intuition or any of our clear senses. If we're always rushing and distracting ourselves and we're doing that a lot, like I see it all the time. And I, it's been before 2020 with this Corona thing. I think when the mainstream media is talking about how terrible this flu is that people are getting almost like more scared, but in a sense that fear was already, already there within them. And it's just coming out now, but how people are like driving to work, listening to the radio, and then they get to work and they're distracted all day. And then they're looking at their social media the minute they get a break and then like scrolling on their newsfeed. And then they're driving home, listening to the radio again, getting bombarded with, you know, mainstream media and advertisements. And then they're going home and they're watching TV. And like, if they're, if they're waiting outside for a bus, even they'll, they'll be playing loud music in their earphones or, or something like there's constant noise and, and distraction, both with our ears and our eyes. And I think it's important to, amongst all the chaos that's going on in the world right now is just slow on, slow down and find the peace and the quiet and the stillness because a lot of people are wanting more peace in their life, but they can't even tolerate doing a five minute meditation. So how are you going to manifest more peace and ease into your life? If you can't tolerate what it takes to get that, like getting enough sleep and going to that yoga class or doing the meditation or waking up a little bit earlier to fit that meditation in or whatever the case may be. So, and I think it's a really good year as well, which I think a lot of people have been doing because it's just been the energy on the planet. It's finding out what you really want and what isn't working in your life anymore. So is it the job that you need to let go? Is it the shift in career? Is it that relationship you need to let go of? Um, is it these certain friendships you need to let go of? Are you unhappy with the place you're living? Do you actually need to move or is it your mindset? Like those kind of things. And I think a lot of people are actually doing that. A lot of people that I've seen and spoken to are actually doing that, which makes me really happy because at the start of the year, it was like, oh my God, like humanity is ending. And then at the end of the year, it's like, oh, okay, that was just like a big pothole, but everyone's doing better now than they did before this started kind of thing. So I have a lot of faith in that because I already like, feel the energy getting better. And like, it was really depressive in the middle of this year. And in New Zealand, it was like winter here as well. And like shorter days. So it was like really like just dark and cold here. I was like, Oh, this is like not, not a good energy right now, but I feel like it's already getting better. But yeah, my advice to people would just be to slow down, develop a good relationship with yourself as in loving yourself, knowing yourself worth, and then when you know your self-worth, then you can question like, what do I really want? And when you have the self-worth, you'll be able to actually get what you want and not self-sabotage yourself, whether it's the health goal goals or the relationship goals or whatever the case may be.
Great, love it. And what and what does leadership mean to you? One more thing that I'd add to the last question is listen to my podcast. Tune in to your podcast. I agree. <laughs> so many cool um, episodes on. There's just so many different topics as well. And if like if someone's busy, which I'm trying to say like be less busy, but um, they're like five minute, ten minute podcast episodes as well as like hour long ones. So it's it's a huge yeah. mix. And what does leadership mean to me is. I feel like there, there are a lot of people, I feel like there are a lot of leaders on earth who aren't taking their leadership role because I feel like the balance is kind of off. There's way more, I don't like saying the word sheep because no one wants to be called a sheep, but like way more followers kind of than leaders. And I think there are a lot of leaders playing as a follower right now who hopefully within this transition within this year, they're going to realize that they are a leader and by that, I think it mainly just means like think for yourself. Um, so this just 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 a different mindset where you you have to question everything. Like if someone tells you something or if you do a research or whatever, question it and also question with intuition because I'm so like my intuition and I like we hang out all the time, best friends. So like I'm always like, hey, intuition, what do you think about that? <laughs> um, when I when I read things and when I hear things, it's kind of like how does it feel in my body? And if it resonates so well, I'm like, yeah, this speaks truth. And if it doesn't resonate, I'm like, huh, maybe I need to do a little bit more information around, uh, research around this. And I think that's so important as a leader is to always like question everything and really tap into the intuition of what resonates with you. And then knowing as well that sometimes what resonates with you won't resonate with everyone else as well. Um, but definitely just thinking for yourself and, continuously learning, researching and educating yourself. And like, and having that mindset, like leaders don't, a good leader won't be like, I'm a leader because I know everything. A good leader is like, I've done a lot of self work and I'm continuing to do so. And I don't know everything. Like that's the mindset of a leader because they're continually learning and growing and evolving. Yeah. I love that so much. Uh, one of the uh, wisdom teachers, I can't remember which one it was, says, the more I know, the less I know. And yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. at 46 years old, the more I know, the less I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, and you're reminding me of my dad. So my dad died when I was 19. Mm -hmm. Um, but one of the things that he taught me at a very early age, and I thought he was really cynical at the time, but as I've gotten older, yeah. I'm like, oh gosh, he was so wise. But he said something, and it's a saying, and I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it's like, believe half of what you see, half of what you hear, and half of what you know. And always, always, you know, trust your intuition and really, you know, find the answers for yourself. And, and he was talking about the media and the news and that he was really into politics. And, and I, I love that. I mean, it's like, believe half of what you see, half of what you know, and half of what you hear, you know, and then do your due diligence and your research. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's really important. Yeah, especially today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because everyone, 
out there's got an agenda and you know you just got to figure out is that agenda something you align with or not yes yes 100% yeah 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 my dad passed away when I was like 11 12 as well so like when you said that I was like oh <laughs> my dad was like an old soul as well oh wow <laughs> yeah, he was the same he was the same like questioning mainstream media like definitely yeah <laughs> yeah oh I know oh I'm sorry you lost your father it's so hard huh I still have a hard time with it I wish he was here to meet my kids and stuff because I know my kids would just totally love him yeah. yeah I'm I'm fine with it I don't know why I'm I'm really like I have a really good relationship with death um I don't know like I guess being suicidal a few times and like really just being like yeah <laughs> like um but I don't know I'm just very like like I I love looking at the positive of things I'm like yeah sucks he died but I wouldn't have done so much research on health if he wouldn't have and neither would have my whole family and my mom wouldn't have taken this like huge spiritual journey because she never was that spiritual like she like everyone's lives and my family changed and like my little sister's battling with some issues now and I know it stems from the death in the family as well but I'm like and I see her and she's like in pain but I'm like that's just the process of life like she has to go through that right now and I can't like I, I'll tell her I'm there for her, but I know she needs to go what she's going through right now to break free. And she's going to be so much stronger and like so much more capable of, of anything that life throws at her when she's battling her challenges right now with her health and things like that. So to me, it's kind of like, I, I do like my second tattoo ever was everything happens for a reason on my wrist. And I put it there cause I always see it. And I do believe that everything happens for a reason. So like I lost, um, my dad's father passed away and I was, he was the only like person in our extended family who I was really close to him and my uncle, or it was really just my granddad as a kid. And then he passed away. And then as an adult, I became closer to the last, male on that side of the family which was my dad's brother his uncle and in my adulthood we got really close and I traveled to Germany every year to stay with him and he was amazing he was one of my best friends and then he passed away last year and um I was gutted like it was sad because I had flights to visit him and stuff and he died like a couple weeks before but it's very I'm I'm very I very I tr have a lot of trust in the universe and I'm like that was his time and that's his own journey. And it's not my position to mess in and be like, oh, but me, you know, like, oh, but I wanted him there. It's like the universe had a plan for him to be here on the time that he was here. He had an incredible life up until he passed away. And it was really sudden too. Like he was still in his fifties. So it was a shock to all of us, but I just, I, I have such like surrender and trust in, in the, divine and the power of, of the universe. And I guess it's kind of that, that humbleness of, I don't know everything. Like, I don't know everything and I can try to analyze and like fixate on everything, but that's not going to get me further in life. I need to just trust and be so grateful for what I have. And I think death, um, it gives people an opportunity to, it's important to like, feel it and like be sad and feel that sorrow and grief, but it is an opportunity to also realize how precious people's lives are. And 
and relationships are. And that like, if you have friends and people in your life or family that you love, you, you should tell them and you should visit them. And that's kind of, I guess, why I probably didn't feel too bad either is because I made an effort every year to fly to the opposite end of the world to spend as much time with them as I could, you know, and he visited us in New Zealand for one year. So it's kind of like, if you, if you're conscious and, and I think that that really only happens after you have someone you love, um, died in your life, you have this, this knowing that like, people can die any minute, like people can get in car accidents or, or whatever the case may be. So you kind of learn to live as though there's like that saying, like, you know, if you had a week left to live, what would you do? And I love that saying so much. Cause it's like, if you knew you had like a month or, or yeah, a week left to live, like, what would you be doing right now? And then why aren't you doing that now? Like if it's different to what you're doing now, then why aren't you doing that now? Like, so, so my perspective is very, just like, if I have people in my life who I love, I make sure to spend as much time with them as I can and shower them with my love as much as I can so that if I die or any of them die, I'm not like stuck with this burden of regret. Like, oh my God, that's terrible. And I think that's what gets a lot of people, um, what gives a lot of people a lot of suffering when someone dies is almost this feeling of like regret, like, oh, I, if they were still here, I just wish I could have said this with them, or I wish I would have done this with them. Sometimes it can be that. Um, so just having trust that you can have a happy life and you can have an amazing life, like no matter what, <laughs> it sounds so freaking cheesy, but like, yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Especially with, you know, the pandemic, of course, that's bringing up, um, you know, the feelings of death and the feelings of loss. And I love, I love the wisdom that you just shared. I think that's really, really helpful and really needed. Um, and I see you as a leader um, of helping people, you know, really embrace the cycles of life and death. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because every time someone dies, there's, there's a new little baby being born somewhere. And, and another thing as well is, with the uh with the fear that's going on right now people and it's and i think it's like a natural instinct of humanity is they're so concerned about survival more than actually living so they're more fixated on i just need to be alive and i don't care who i hurt in that process or how much struggle and pain i put myself through i'm just going to survive and I think people need to focus more on living a better quality life rather. It's almost like quality over quantity, like stop being so like obsessed with, you know, I need to live forever and I need the best health service and I'm going to wear a mask because there's no way <laughs> I can get the flu and put myself at risk or, or my children. It's, it's very like, yeah, like what, what quality life are you living and not to, put the quality of your life at risk because there's this like fear and, and just non-trust that the universe will do what's best for you. Right. Like there's just no trust in, in faith that things will turn out the way they should. It's very like controlling, like I need to do this. And if I don't do it, things aren't going to turn out the way they should because I know better. Right. And so it's kind of like, just, 
relax and just like think about the quality of your life, like enjoy it. Like 2020 could be miserable for you. And you can complain the fact that you can't travel and, you know, like I'm so mad at all these people and, you know, this person's overreacting or these people aren't taking the virus seriously enough or whatever. And like, or 2020 can be the best year of your life. Like that's ultimately up to you really. (laughs) Yeah. I love, I love what you're saying. I love what you're saying. Um, you know, I, what I'm hearing the thread of everything you've said is about people taking responsibility, right? It's like, what are we we taking responsibility for? And I mean, we saw that with the toilet paper situation, you know, like aisles and I, even here in Sweden, aisles and aisles of toilet paper sold out, you know, it was comical. It was like, oh my goodness. (laughs) It was, it was worldwide, you know? And it was such an example of where people go in their in their fear and their survival and the me, 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 yes. me, 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 me. And, and then the non-trust as well. There's the trust that you need to have in, in the universe or God or Jesus or the greater good or Buddha or whatever you want to call it. But there's also the trust in the body and the self. And that's what a lot of people are lacking right now as well. And that's what you can see in 2020. They don't have the trust like, like I'm, I'm on my own now, but earlier this year I had a partner and, and, you know, this conversation at the beginning of the year already, you know, of course, I think we all asked each other this, like, what would you do if you got coronavirus or like, would you be scared to get coronavirus? And he was very frightened, even though he, like, I, I show them all like the, the science and the data that it wasn't too deathly. Um, and, and he kind of like, he, he kind of knew where he stood with it. And he was like healthy and early forties and things like that. But just because of the hype of the, the media and the graphics that they put on the news, he was like, I really don't want to get this. Like, what if I would die? And I was just like, mm, like I couldn't be phased if I had it or not. Like not saying that everyone needs that attitude, but like just the, the faith that I'm like, I know my body will handle it. And worst case, if it doesn't, I'm like, cool, that's on me. That's no one else's fault. Right. So just kind of this, like this, this trust in, in me and trust in the universe. And you kind of like begin to like almost have a relationship with the universe too. Like everything in life is a relationship, the relationship with yourself, relationship with your intuition, the inter you're into uh, the relationship with the greater good, your relationship with illness or with your physical health, like you, you have a relationship ultimately with everything. And I think the quality of the relationship with yourself sets a tone for the relationship that you have with everything else in your life. So that's why I'm so focused and passionate about helping people have a better relationship with themselves. I love that. I love that so much. We're at time, so we'll wrap it up there. But I want to invite you to uh, come backstage with me and do some backstage conversation because I want to hear more about fairy mermaids and what it is to be a fairy mermaid and freedom. 
yeah, the freedom stems from the fairy. That's a very fairy energy is very like, I am free. I can spread my wings and flutter wherever I want, whenever I want. And I'm just free to be me. That's very fairy, fairy energy. Yeah. So I want to, um, I want to tap in, tune in and channel that and like really explore that in depth and give us some like tips on how to be a free fairy and how to yeah. wield our magic and and stir up that magic and really soar and so um for all of you that are listening that's where we're gonna go we're gonna go to the all access backstage pass and you can get more wisdom from this beautiful fairy mermaid goddess so thank you so much for being on the summit Thank you so much for inviting me. It was an honor. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much. And it was so nice meeting you. You are incredible. I love you. Oh, I love you too. You're incredible. <laughs> love you so much.